Hi and welcome to another episode on the Advanced Endurance Coaching Podcast, where we are going to further activate and stimulate your running potential. Allow yourself to be open for some inspirational content, to become the best runner you can be, and one day to look back on having written a great run story. But first, here is the intro. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Yes, indeed. Heiko is my name, H-E-I-K-O. You can send me an email at makeeverystep@gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. To regular listeners, thank you very much for joining me once again. To new listeners, hey, you've got to give it a couple of shows. It's going to grow on you. This is the show for runners that want to improve their mind game. Right. Activating your potential. Yes, this is something we talk about a lot, often actually. And it is something that I discover again and again in working with runners. How much potential there is hidden inside of people, a source of power, subconscious. Of course, this is not selective because the runners that come to me for coaching obviously have some other issue or concern. <laughs> there is always something they're not happy about, be it their endurance or their perseverance, something they want to change. And most of the time, they have a vague idea, but they cannot put their finger on it. They haven't figured out what is holding them back or, or blocking them, but they realize they need to change. And yes, one of the tools is visualization. And there are two ways of doing this. And let me give you a bit of insight. By writing on a flip chart the thoughts the runner has expressed. You know, I listen to runners very carefully, very closely. And the ideas they have or answers to certain questions that are posed to them. And of course, to the main problem area they have. It means you can picture it like this. Um, I'm sitting there with the runner. And they see what is being written down on a flip chart. And a lot of it is intuition-based, but it always ends up being applicable. It's always fascinating discovering or putting those pieces together and, and seeing the reaction of a runner who suddenly realizes, wow, this is what I actually can accomplish. He or she sees, discovers a, a red line, a, a clear route. And now for me, a coach trained in this process, I see it a lot earlier. I think it has to do with having dealt with so many runners and so many clients from different backgrounds over the years. And what I write down is only their reply. And through this process, the runner suddenly sees and becomes aware what is actually inside of him, what he can use, what connections there are. And this is very exciting stuff. And the second part of the visualization exercise is done by using methods that dive into the subconscious. It can be that certain images are revealed that enable the client to see his solution or his future accomplishment, who powerful stuff, goosebump moments so often, <laughs> or can identify where exactly that limiting belief is, is hiding. And usually if the client comes back for the second time, he will play through a sequence of events the way he wants to race or the event, how he wants it to happen. I want to share a personal story with you. When I was a kid, you need to picture this. Growing up in, in South Africa, golf crazy country, Gary Player at his best. Well, actually already at that time was already um, uh, sort of like heading into retirement, but he's been a great golfer all the years. Anyway, also other great players that came to participate and there was one tournament called the Million Dollar Tournament. Yes, I know, I know the podcast is about running, not golf. I'm getting there. Wait, stick with me, okay? And I remember Sevi Balesteros the year 1983 he won that tournament impressive 14 under par and you know what 
and came back to win it in the following year again, finishing nine under par. And that is when I heard for the first time someone speaking about using mental techniques. <laughs> Sevi explained in his thick Spanish accent, and he spoke about how he actually picked up confidence during the game. I didn't even realize you can actually pick up confidence during a game. Can this work with running? But he also mentioned, and this is the decisive part, that he actually used a recording. A friend made him a recording of a future event that enabled him to see exactly how he's not only going to play the game, but also how he's going to win the tournament. <laughs> wow. I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. But anyway, a big shout out to Sevi. He died at a rather young age. Pity golf or the, the world of sports lost really a talented player. Now, this also applies to runners who sometimes we figure out or I learn after listening that there's a fear of heights, for example. Now, if you've ever done a trail run in a mountainous area, you will know that being afraid of heights is not a useful fear to have. <laughs> Once I was participating in an ultra around Germany's highest mountain, the, the Zugspitze, and I recall running behind a very agile runner from Italy. Now, she jumped, she moved like a gazelle, <laughs> until on top of a crest she suddenly stopped, and I wondered what had happened as I'd reached her, and I immediately understood. There was a section, perhaps 200-250 meters, where there was a huge slope, an immensely steep slope, and she just froze, and I realized, uh-oh, fear of heights. Not a good place to stop. I caught her attention. I said, come on. I grabbed her hand. I hope she understood my look forward. <laughs> and anyway, we, we crossed the ridge and everything was fine. Now, with, with runners that are in my coaching room and they picture themselves being on top of a mountain or in a plane, which is, by the way, the safest form of travel, but through the intervention, EMDR or bilateral stimulations, or sometimes hypnosis, uh, new pathways are created to first off calm down and allow other thought patterns to be created to replace the old limiting beliefs. And doing this, it doesn't take long until the runner has overcome that issue. That is why I'm so keen to spread this word. It doesn't require years of talking to a psychiatrist about your mum. <laughs> means during this visualization we anticipate a different result, a different reaction than when we have trained ourselves to have, especially powerful under hypnosis. Now I understand many people have a false idea about hypnosis. <laughs> For this reason I uploaded a YouTube video, Hypnosis Running, Motivation Running Hypnotized. Yeah, the Motivation Running Hypnotized. Uh, you, you can find it on YouTube, just enter my name. But let me just add, it's all about a, a power resource of your subconscious. And how to access it, how to access it. And it's a natural process of the body. It is just a way to get into a state of mind where you transfer between being awake and asleep. The drowsy state of mind. That is what we want to achieve in hypnosis. And yes, show hypnosis is a completely different topic. It is to get effect, surprise. <laughs> but hypnosis is to get or to go into a trance-like state and to access that inner working of the brain. There are constant processes running, as happens at night when we dream. The sleep phase, REM, rapid eye movement. And that is where in my coaching I use a technique which is based on various models, such as wing wave or Olympic wave, EMDR tools, which are used in therapy. So using this with hypnosis, neuroscience speaking here, <laughs> shows that this is an incredibly powerful way to get access to the subconscious mind. But I don't need the professor of neuroscience anymore. First time I felt the effect of this. And then using it over many years and seeing the faces on clients, receiving thank you notes, 
thank you text messages, having people who still now, you know, will write to me and say, hey, still doing great. And now remember, this is about tackling and solving those issues which are not supposed to be there. Fear of heights, it's not natural. Only two fears we are born with, loud sounds and fear of falling. All the rest, we learn it. <laughs> and for many, it's a fear of failure. Yes, even for the recreational runner. And this is just one example. There are, the methods are there to unravel and disconnect limiting beliefs. For example, I will never be able to train for a marathon or I will never be able to run one. <laughs> Sometimes it's one of my favorite, I like hearing, running fast is just not for me. And these are such powerful statements, negative ones, unfortunately. And these words, they're deeply ingrained. And this, obviously, it does not lead to a growth mindset. Nor does it lead to a powerful run story, a run history you will be able to reflect upon. And sometimes runners don't even realize that they suffer from such a statement spoken in jest many years ago. Other times, a runner I'm working with will, will come to me during the third session and have to have the need to get rid of something. It is like giving it a new lease of life because you realize it's worked the first time, it's worked the second time. And usually it takes about four to six sessions to get a runner into his potential and develop his motivation. Hmm. Fascinating stuff, is it not? <laughs> Everything in our subconscious mind, the filter that reduces a lot to run on autopilot. But to run at your best, you need to activate these powerful resources. Good resources, strengths, they are sometimes being kept too quiet. They need to be unraveled and activated. And this is also done through mental images, pictures. Hey, and if you've ever worked in sales and marketing, you know this. Those millions of cigarettes, they didn't sell because they cause rung cancer, do they? <laughs> no way, but that Marlboro man, ooh, he sure looked cool on his horse, the desert freedom. <laughs> so, if we work with visualization hypnosis or suggestions. Something inside of you is triggers. It's triggered. Pictures, images of the past come up, and that is just a short excursion as to what you can expect at hypnorun.com. Mental training for runners. And I always mention this because there are so many hypnosis downloads available. Millions. Just enter Google right now. Free ones, expensive ones, good ones, plus bad and really bad ones. <laughs> it's important to see how or who is the person who wrote those texts. It's applicable to you. Is the subject really relevant to you? We all feel and think in different pictures, and that is where you identify high-quality material. I invite you, check it out. Maybe first listen to some more of the podcast episodes, then take a look at our YouTube videos. And if you feel that or sense that this is something that resonates with you, try a free course. <laughs> I shared a bit with you how this works in real-life environment, and if you listen to the previous episodes where I spoke about focused energy, you might recall that I mentioned <clears throat> if we want to reach a specific goal, we need a, a will to channel and to focus our energy because where attention goes, energy flows. That's the same for runners. It means your thoughts influence the way you feel and how you feel determines the way you act, which eventually leads to the difference between writing a great run story or not. This means if I want to reach my goal, I need to change my behavior. And if you've been setting challenging goals and reaching them, excellent, well done, really well done. But if on the other hand you had a bad session, you're in and out of injury, or you just never really got going during the year, <laughs> your process needs help. Reflect, find the flaw, and then change the attitude so you can learn a new process. Don't use your mind to further build mental horror scenarios. Don't get stressed. Reflect. 
And how do these techniques work? Well, allow me to explain it in my, in my own words. I, I once asked a brain surgeon to give me feedback on my explanation, and he said, it's completely accurate, well explained. <laughs> how, how do I know a brain surgeon? Funny story. Paul, in case you are listening, <laughs> I will share this on another podcast episode. <laughs> anyway, back to, back to how uh, the, the techniques work. Yes, the brain. The grey mass, it has different areas, layers, and that are responsible for different actions or areas. And some parts can replace others to a certain degree. And then there's the principle of neuroplasticity, which states that the brain has the power to change itself. That new things can be learned. That saying, can't teach an old dog new tricks? Wrong, not only for dogs. I mean, no matter how old the dog is, he or she can still learn. Same with the brain. The structure in the brain can change. It's obvious you can unlearn how to bake soft roll dinner buns, but learn how to hable espanol. And now in our brain, there are these, these crossroads, these intersections, the stimulus forwarding that all happens with energy. If whilst running, I want to increase my step or lift my knee higher to clear a root in the tree of, of a tree, then an electrical impulse gets sent from the brain to the knee and it lifts. Bam, like this. And all these things, they happen automatically. Some things are unconsciously, others unconsciously or by the subconscious. And a lot happens at night when we sleep. This shows that these tools are using the brain's natural resources, its instinctive capabilities. It's not some kind of science fiction stuff that someone thought of. No, these are processes that are within each and every one of us. And the tools, they are scientifically proven methods. If you, if you feel like you want a different source, like you're like, oh, hang on, this is way over the top, just, just Google Joe Dispenza and some of his books and read some of them. And I think one of it's called Create Your Reality. Well, of course, he's a much more eloquent speaker and author than I am, <laughs> where he goes into great detail and he explains how the brain unlearns information, how brain areas get stimulated, how blood flows through the network. And that is what we can and should use, especially to remain a runner well into the years. And this is the good news. You can do something that rests on a natural processes and unleashes your potential. Anyway, studies prove that the power that is unleashed gives great results. In one of the previous episodes, I mentioned the Cologne Sporthochschule, which is the very prestigious school for sports. And there are many more examples like that. And the result of those that only trained mentally had increased by how much? Do you remember? 20%. Yep. Regular listener. <laughs> and top sports people use these methods, and you can use them too. For you, if you want to learn this, you want to learn how to unleash your potential, it's going to take some effort to learn it. And it'll take you over, over I would say, four weeks of training, self-training, until it gets embedded in your mind. For some people, even the breathing exercise is already like, whoa, you know, tried it once, didn't work, no. <laughs> the course is long for online learning, yes. But making it shorter just because someone some Google algorithm proves that we can apparently only focus on something for a fraction or we need a full explanation within the first couple of seconds. Come on, if that's your expectation, rather go buy the new pair of running shoes because that way you will not be disappointed. Your times are not going to get faster. You're going to have nice shoes, but that's it. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm sounding a bit annoyed here, but uh, some questions from prospective customers, is there a shorter version? And I'm like, well, this is the shortest version possible without diluting the process. <laughs> 
It took you years to learn bad habits, or if you're currently a full-of-excuses runner, it took you a long time to become that type of runner, did it not? You didn't just wake up one day and decide, I'm slowly going to find more creative excuses to run less and less. No, you had an internal struggle. You felt guilty. You saw potential runtime slip away. It took time to get to where you are now. So give it some time to get out of it. I don't know you and what your situation you're in, but I know runners that have made a quick and impressive turnaround from excuses driven to performance focused. But hey, I just wanted to give you a short, a short overview. Now I forget to mention one of the most exciting ones is, is when we do a lineup, a array whilst in trance and add certain suggestions, which obviously are in line with what the runner wants and, and needs. And this is then stored and can be accessed as and when required. This is such a useful resource, much more than just an affirmation. What is the difference? Well, affirmation is something you speak in first person. I'm relaxed, I'm healthy. Whilst there's more and more evidence coming up that shows the results for suggestions when spoken by someone else to you have a much higher success rate. <laughs> Go figure. Well, actually, the reason is it's so simple. You, you will not in agreement. There's a critical border on what we believe and not, and words we speak ourselves on topics not yet fully developed, rooted, or for lack of conviction, release self-doubt. Right now, you have a whole lot of information from a runner to you, a runner. Do visit the site hypnorun.com or send me a mail, makeeverystep at gmail.com. I do reply to every email. <laughs> oh, hang on, except the, the king of some other country that requires me to transfer funds. <laughs> Remember, my mind is where spiritual transformation happens. Romans 12 verse 2. Thank you, and I hope you're interested in tapping into your inner resources, reaching your goals faster than you ever thought. Share this with someone who you think needs to hear this message. God bless you. My name is Heiko, and remember, take it easy.